<laughs> now y'all know I can run my damn mouth. Go hey, hey, and just a two of them alone, kick back to the old Woo! And on that note, this week's vocal high note goes to Candy Ben had the bag burst. Woo! What up guys? It's your boy Quay Hall, and I am here for the first, the inaugural episode of the Boy Will Talk podcast all right well we talk about everything from the gutter snipes to the wealthy to the elite to the straight low down trifling scammers of today's society but anyway back to the vocal high note today we're giving shine to candy burris a member of the vocal group escape a singer songwriter of course and a member of the real housewives of atlanta now the reason I'm highlighting Candy Birds this week is because you bitches refuse to give my good sis her motherfucking props. And I don't understand why, quite honestly. Let's be real. When you think about Escape, you have to think about Candy's voice, whether it's her lows or whether it's her highs. I mean, sis flew above the haters in that group. And by the haters, I mean Latasha and Tamika. Okay, Candy held the vocals of Escape down like the anchor held the titanic after that iceberg hit that motherfucker i mean let's be real candy was the binding force of all of the vocals in that group think about the harmony and think about your favorite song you think about candy burrs and i mean and that's just real you think about candy ben had the bad bird sucker so shouts out to you candy shouts out to you girl i mean i love you and these hoes one day will give you your motherfucking flowers okay i see you and we see each other Okay, guys, so unfortunately, we had to kick off the month of April with a major loss to the hip-hop community and the black community as a whole. That loss would be one Nipsey Hussle. A rapper from L.A. was gunned down in front of his store out in the neighborhood of uh, Hyde Park, I want to say. And, I mean, it's just a sad thing when somebody so young, he was uh, 33, I believe, and so talented to be taken away from us at a time like this with the social climate that we have held in the political climate, honestly. Nipsey was a rapper who spoke about the truth of attaining real wealth, not cars, not diamonds, not shoes and all that stuff, but real wealth, like purchasing property and understanding who you are and really where you are from. He highlighted the positives that could come out of a bad situation like growing up in the neighborhoods of L.A. And so that's why this one hit hard. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't an ex-extension. He wasn't, you know, one of these problematic, in a sense. I mean, you know, he did have, you know, his own demons. However, in the grand scheme of things, he was... He was a light. He was a beacon of hope for a lot of people, especially within his community. 
Now, what I want to touch on really about his death is the conspiracy theories that popped up out of that. You know what I mean? It was so many people at first and still at this moment thinking that, you know, the government has something to do with it. Now, I am not one to put anything past the government. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> MLK. Malcolm. You know, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. But um, and I think that's a, a way that a lot of us cope with things because we have to place the blame somewhere. It's like you got to put the blame on something and somewhere and it has to be something bigger than what it is. Now, like I keep saying, there, there definitely could be something bigger at play here. But right now, we have the details that a guy named Eric Holder, someone Nipsey knew from the neighborhood, you know, did this out of basically jealous rage. Uh, it was reported that, you know, Nipsey kind of, not kind of, did ask him to not come around his store. And I believe the store was called uh, Marathon Clothing. Um asked him not to come around because the guy Eric was known to be an FBI informant, you know, and we all know how street code is. You, you don't snitch, you know, you, you, you don't work with the FBI uh, uh, against, you know, the other hustlers or the other whatever it is. So Nipsey kind of asked him to, you know, go on away from me and he came back, you know, and retaliated like many punks do <laughs> with guns, you know, and he, he shot the poor man. And now, you know, Lauren doesn't have her husband and her son does not have his father, which is, you know, always a tragedy. I mean, like, damn, like, why did you have to do it like that? But and another thing that, you know, is crazy is all of the great things he was already working on and has set in place for the future. Like he was setting up a STEM center for kids to come and learn about STEM research within his community. You know, him buying Marathon was him acquiring property in his own neighborhood. So it's just like, wow, every time a black man seems to want to step up and want to expand his community and his people, he's gunned down. Like every time. And, you know, let's just let's take this moment and really think about and reflect on all of this. And also let's think about how we as a community can push his initiatives forward, how we can push his agenda and how we can grow and learn from this. And, you know, and also how we're going to heal from this so that we don't keep using violence to solve our problems in our own community. I mean, the saying is, you know, we have to stop killing each other for anybody else to, you know, take us serious. And I believe that to a degree, you know, but I would like for us to stop taking us out of the game. So let's have a moment of silence and let's have a lifetime of progress in the name of Nipsey Hussle. Okay, guys, on this week's Oh, wait, Mr. Trashman. Hey, 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 Mr. Trashman segment. First up, we have Real Ass Bitch Give a Fuck by the Nigga. Bit Broken Bag, whole five, six figures. Stripes on my ass, so he called his pussy tigger. Fucking on the scamming ass, bitch ass nigga. Hey, we got Rihanna on the motherfucking microphone at her 50 Beauty launch. Shouts out to Rihanna and, I mean, her whole fucking setup with 50 Beauty. Like, sis came through with the inclusion. Now, if y'all guys are not 
which many men are not familiar with makeup. There has been a war in the makeup community for years about brands not being inclusive to our black sisters, okay? Well, Rihanna came through last year and changed the game completely. And now she's back again with the back again with the back, 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 back again with another Fenty Beauty launch. Now, I'm not really here to talk about the makeup aspect of it. I'm here to talk about the fucking black girl magic that Rihanna was displaying at her launch party. First of all, it was basically a goddamn karaoke party i mean she was rapping she was singing i mean she gave us a little bit of the boy is mine i mean she looked like she was just having so much fun and just to see my good sis to to rap the city girls i mean the city girls if y'all don't know your boy is from the 305 so just just big ups to rihanna and just, just once again, cause she's always been a real ass bitch. Give a fuck about a nigga. That song is so fucking hurt. I mean, damn. And she, speaking of the city girls, I mean, sis, they, 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 they have a, a nice little come up here, you know, signed in under a year. Period mixtape went up. Girl Cole is finally picking up steam. I mean. I've been I've been on this shit for a minute. I mean, Act Up is cute, but the intro track, Young Miami Snapped. Say what y'all wanna say, but Young Miami Snapped. QC be the click and we win it. Me and JT the realest bitches in it. Cause Lord knows that I miss her. But I'm gonna hold this shit down for my sister. Right, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Okay, okay, okay. One more line. When she said, These hoes just hate to give me credit, but it's all good, baby. I'll take the debit. <laughs> I was like, Alright, sister. I don't know who wrote that, but whoever the fuck wrote it, wrote the fuck out of that, my nigga. Like, City Girls are going up. Pretty sure they go hit number one with one of these goddamn singles between Act Up, Twerk, um, uh, On the Low. I mean, they got some bangers on there. If you have not listened to that, please go out and listen to that. Now, all right, this is called the Oh Wait, Mr. Trash Man segment. Now, let's go ahead and scoop in and drag in and tie up the trash here. Wendy Bartholomew Letter P Williams is going through some rough times. She's going through troubled waters, as the good church would say. Her husband, Kevin Hunter, has been reportedly cheating on her for 20 years <laughs> and has now had a baby on her, which is all which all of this has caused Wendy to spiral down into a depression and a relapse of drug and alcohol usage, which has called many hiatuses from her show over the last month. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad to see, unfortunately, but Wendy Williams does not get much sympathy from many people because of how she acts and, and the things that she said to people and about people's relationships. You can't you can't speak with all this acid, sis, and then when it's your turn, want to throw up a shield. You just can't do it. Kevin is dragging your ass through the mud by one of them raggedy ass wigs you be wearing, and you can you can't take the heat. 
I mean, I'm glad that you are seeking help. I do think it's dope that they launched a foundation to help other women um, and people in general to seek uh, help for their substance abuses. Uh, I just find it odd that she started this program with the person who is causing her to spiral down this substance abuse road. It's like Wendy says, be stronger than that. I, I talk a lot of shit, sis, but I actually want to see you get through it. I would like to see you pull on through, you know, and just come on in the room. I said, come on in the room. Wendy, come on. Come on in the room, Wendy. Come on in the room. Now, to another light-skinned, problematic granny. One, Claudia Jordan. Now, Claudia Jordan was... And is an ex-member of the Real Housewives of Atlantic cast. And she did some other things that we really don't care about. Um, but on the day of the great Nipsey Hussle's murder, you know, it was April Fool's Day and I get it. But I think we had all came to a consensus that April Fool's was canceled. We did not want to deal with that shit. There were several memes floating around saying we don't have time for y'all's shit. We ain't got time for it. Uh, and keep it away but yet here go this light-skinned celine dion looking bitch and i mean celine dion because they both look like they, they both are aging like milk unfortunately i mean take away the makeup and, and they look like they've been wearing ditches the mouth area is collapsing there i mean it's just something weird going on okay anyway um she decided to pop up on instagram to announce a fake pregnancy now my thing is this claudia granny Grandma, Mima, you are, you have to be pushing 50. You, ha you, you have to be pushing 50 in your form. Like, aren't we a bit too old for that? And your comedic timing says it's just not on. Just like your reads were not on Real Housewives of Atlanta. They, they just aren't on, says Just be quiet. Keep it on mute because it ain't cute. Keep it on you, okay? Just push on through. Um, all right, the last topic that I have here uh, is uh, one Lanithia Nini Leaks versus everybody. Um, if you do not follow Real Housewives of Atlanta, then you probably don't know what's going on. But I'm pretty sure a lot of us know who Lanithia Nini Leaks is. Whether you know from The Apprentice, Real Housewives of Atlanta, or any of her other shows, or Broadway. Nini has done a lot. And Nini has glowed up in a sense a lot, but also remained the same. Which could be a positive. You know, that means she doesn't really switch up. Um... Nene versus everybody because Nene feels like she is, and I, I feel like as well, that she is the HBIC over at Bravo for Real Housewives of Atlanta. Nene does seem to have a lot of clout. Nene is the only one who has the who has had the privilege of being able to leave the show and come back when she wants to with no problems. Um, right now, they are currently airing, I think, the reunion special. And for the last couple of weeks, Nene and Portia have been going back and forth online, taking shots at each other. Nene's also been taking shots at Cynthia, who's been her best friend on the show for the last nine seasons. Um, this is season 11. Nene is an OG. Cynthia is also one of the longest running um uh, show personalities as of right now um, um, she was saying that Cynthia had done some unloyal things behind the scenes that we don't know of 
and the tipping point of all of this with um, Portia and Cynthia and I believe Candy as well was that they that Cynthia invited Candy to one of her events um, I mean Cynthia invited Kenya to one of her events and Candy did the same and her fallout with Portia stems from the whole closet incident Nini asked him not to go in their closet uh, Candy and Cynthia proceeded to go into the closet Nini got upset and if you saw the footage, you would see clearly that Nene did not grab anyone other than the cameraman. However, Portia has been portraying this narrative that Nene snatched her up like somebody auntie in church when you was talking on the fifth pew, when you should have been listening to the good sermon. And that's what's caused Nene to really, you know, rift and shift in her friendships with all of these ladies. Um, my take on all of this is, you know, Nene knows how to keep it's spicy. She knows how to keep us tuning in um, from her crazy ass Frankenstein wigs to the facial expressions to, to her bloops and all of those good things. Nene knows how to keep us entertained, how to keep the show exciting. Um, with me with me being in Atlanta and working around a lot of these ladies, actually, I always tell people, believe, honestly believe Half of what you see and half of what you hear. Some of it is for show. Some of it is reality. I will say Real Housewives of Atlanta is one of the least scripted, scripted shows. I mean, they have scenarios that are scripted in where they're, you know, put in the situations. But, yeah, there, there's no one telling them what to say or what to do. So, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to see what uh, season 12 brings and, and if these ladies can reconcile or if there will be some more wig shifting or Portia throwing hands. You never know. And shout out to Portia on her new baby. Ow. <laughs> Okay, guys, it is time for the funeral service segment of the show. This is where we come together as a congregation to lay the rest one or multiple bitches. You hoes gotta go on to yonder, all right? Okay. This week, I am laying to rest cancel culture. Listen, listen, listen. We gotta get these hoes room to motherfucking grow. Y'all trying to cancel Cardi B? Fuck that shit. The girl, what, 25, 26, 27? That bitch got time to grow. Shit we did back then ain't shit we doing now. Let these people grow. We got to stop being so motherfucking quick to say get the fuck out and say, how can I help you? How can we help you grow, my sister, my brother, my Latino sister? We got to stop being so quick to kick people to the curb because we've been kicked to the curb. Oh. There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is, right there. Y'all want to get rid of people so bad because you feel like you've been discarded in the past like a piece of trash, okay? You feel like that you was a part of the old wait, Mr. Trash Man segment when you were not. You felt that way, you know? That might have been the person's intentions, but you still here. You still here. You still here. So... Stop being quick to cancel somebody else because you know that pain. Why would you want to inflict that pain onto another person? Riddle me that, motherfucker. Riddle me that, okay? Riddle me that. Listen, it's about growth, right? We should be helping each other see through the flaws. If we have spent the last 400 and something odd years trying to help 
white people grow past their prejudice, hate, and racism, then we can give our fellow millennials, Gen Z, the room to grow. Like, everybody does not always have the right delivery or the right words to say, you know. Now, yes, some of these people, Daniel Caesar, um, choose to be ignorant. Some of these people, Megyn Kelly, choose to say racist, racial, evoking things, Donald Trump. Some of these people choose to be flat out assholes to certain communities and certain people. All right. I get it. Some of these people choose. Sometimes these people do need to be reprimanded, shunned. Pushed off a motherfucking cliff. Sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes, yes, yes, sometimes they do. But specifically this week, I'm talking about cancel culture surrounding the Cardi B thing and, and what she said in the live three years ago. And what I want to put in perspective is, right, most times when the cancel committee comes for Cardi B, they're normally bringing things up from around the same time frame, about that three, four year ago mark when she was just up and coming you know when she was just really getting put on the social media map so it's just like you guys keep going back and pick picking out of the same bag to cancel one person when you don't even realize or pay attention to the growth that that person has already exhibited come on come on now Cardi has shown extreme growth in her music and in her personal life, you know? And, and as a person, she has shown extreme growth, guys. I mean, and like she stated, the statement that she released was so well thought out, if you ask me. She's, you know, just stating the fact of, yes, I said that those are things that I did to survive, but I never glorified said things in my music. But you guys, the council committee who came for her, are the same ones who listened to this misogynistic, homophobic, homophobic, violent-induced music that men put out all the time. And you have no outrage. We got to stop the quick cancel culture and the fake outrage culture. We, we got to stop it. And what we need to do is focus on, you know, actually paying attention to the details, acknowledging the growth, and giving room for growth. Okay? Now, that's all I got to say on this situation. I thank you guys once again for tuning in to the first episode of The Boy Will Talk Podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and to get updates and things like that. Thank you guys for checking this out. We'll see you next week. <laughs> now, y'all know I can run my damn mouth.